Welcome to the Industrial Talk Podcast with Scott McKenzie. Scott is a passionate industry professional dedicated to transferring cutting-edge, industry-focused innovations and trends while highlighting the men and women who keep the world moving. So put on your hard hat, grab your work boots, and let's go. All right, once again, thank you very much for joining Industrial Talk, a platform that celebrates industry professionals all around the world because you are bold, brave, you dare greatly, you innovate, you collaborate, you solve problems, you make my life better, and you make the world a better place. Thank you very much. That's why we celebrate you on this Industrial Talk. Now, we're broadcasting. This is day two at SMRP. This is in Raleigh, North Carolina. Tonight is the night that I'm going to go out and sort of, I don't know, figure out what's going on in Raleigh, so wish me luck. All right. In the hot seat, we have Kenneth. Shell is the company. Talking lubrication, right? Yes. uh, Well, not just lubrication. Uh, we're, 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 we're transforming our name as we speak. So we're, we're, we've moved from sh- Shell Lubricants to Shell Lubricant Solutions, right? Yeah. So, so I, 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 I have a theory that, you know, eventually we're just going to be Shell Solutions, right? Because, you know, we're not just going to be focusing on lubrication. We're that's trying to solve all problems. Yeah. See, that's interesting because, I mean, Yeah. But, but that's different. You know, everybody, just FYI, I'm not, I'm not going to cause any problems. But majority of people just know Shell as, well, there I am. I'm filling up my tank. But Shell is far more than that. That's a, yeah, that's exactly right. And it's funny because when I started in my career with Shell about 15 years ago, it was an oil and gas company, right? That is not a moniker we use anymore. We are an energy company, right? Because, you know, oil and gas... You know, as we've seen yeah. it in, in, in the history, it's it's changing, right? It's, it's right. evolving. So we need to expand and broaden our, our 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 energy solutions so we can keep up with this transition uh, of energy into the future. Because as you've seen in uh, the news, and Shell's been pretty active in uh, our sustainability play, and how that and that it really has driven kind of the behaviors for a lot of the businesses and how we do business, right? So we're thinking beyond what we can sell. And we're th- trying to th- uh, instead transition to what value can we deliver? You know? How long has that been going on? I mean, how long is that transition? I, I, I don't even know. I don't even know how you market it. <laughs> I mean, I, again, you know, there's this, there's this population out there that is just, uh, it's shell, right? Yeah. It's all shell. But, yeah. but how do you, I mean, how long has this transition been going? Because it, it makes sense. Come on. Yeah, you know, it's funny. I think, you know, I, I'm a lo- low guy on the totem pole, so I don't know too much about the inner workings on Shell, but I know that the pandemic definitely accelerated our plans, yes. right? Yes, And, and I, so I, I know this, I think this, this transition was in the works well before the pandemic, but the pandemic accelerated it. So about two years ago, uh, that's when we started to reshape our company. And, uh, and that's where, you know, you're seeing a lot of the changes in our lubricants business as well because we're trying to reflect that restructuring and, and refocus on what we should be doing in the future. So let's talk a little bit about that because you're here at SMRP having a good conference. Is it been? Yes, it's been great. And, and really, it is lubricants. You've been, we, you focus in on that. Can you sort of help the listeners understand this shift, this focus, this, 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 why lubrication is so important? Yeah, so it's something we, you know, I talk about every day, <laughs> lubrication. And it's, it's, I, it's, I find it interesting because the lubricant itself is something I talk probably the least about because it's all the things around the lubricant, how you handle it, 
how you utilize it, how you maintain it, how you monitor it, right? All of those things are going to have a much more significant impact to your operations. Uh, obviously, the lubricant itself is a, is, a, is a big part, but it's only one piece of the puzzle. And so what we've been doing in a lot, you know, Shell's been, uh, lubricants has been focused on is that, that kind of overall reliability approach, right? So a big term that we use in almost all our, our work and our reporting in, is total cost of ownership, right? TLC. Yep, total cost of ownership. So we go in and we help our customers. Obviously, we try to get them to use the correct lubricant, but we're helping them with all the other aspects of lubrication. So the handling, the storage, the applying, the maintaining and monitoring. And that's the big thing that we're talking about here at this conference is that monitoring side. Because, you know, we, you know it's funny, we, we, we have no brochures, I think, here uh, on our lubricants. It's all around our services and our oil condition monitoring technologies. See, this is interesting because I, I, I get it. I understand. I, I, what always, I always struggle with is, one, where does that conversation begin? Hi, I, I have <laughs> lubricants, and I, I have a machine, and I, I, it yeah. lubricates. And, and, and I don't even know I have a problem, right? That's right. I just got assets that possibly are failing, and somebody says, well, I wasn't lubricated. Oh, okay. But you're absolutely right. There's, there's so many other components associated, right. and the, the, the physical lubrication is just like, okay, it's over here. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I came up at a refinery. And uh, this is something I had to struggle with constantly, uh, being in the rotating and reliability group. Every time we had a new initiative or a new uh, best practice, yeah. like, get our operators to do it. I'm like, the operators are doing a hundred different things. And if we expect them to do those things well, we can't give them a hundred things to do, right? Uh, you can't give them a hundred and one. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and so, and, and so uh, I learned that from that experience is, and, and, and I've been able to convey to our customers the importance of, you know, it takes a, a qualified person, a qualified trained person to understand how to properly run a lubrication program. And if you don't have that on site, we can help you. We can provide that expertise. We can provide uh. the training to your personnel to help them. And that's the focus we have when we go in and work with the customer we present to them. We want to review your program and find opportunities. And I think the difference from us versus some of our, you know, some of, there's a lot of great companies out there providing similar services, but we don't give you a 100-page report saying everything you need to do to be a best program. We say, here are the three things you can do today to have a step change in, in your reliability and your total cost of ownership. So that's interesting because I'm all about sort of, achieving some but but you have to go in and you have to look at what they have yes it's like oh, okay they're shoving those things over yeah. there whatever it might be it, it might not be the best solution but but you have to have those real conversations and if if you can share here here are three things that's a good thing yes and, and but what's the economic benefit what's what's the value if, if i'm just over here at my business, and then all of a sudden you come on in and you say, hey, share three things. And then I, what, what, what are the benefits I can see? Yeah, so, I mean, obviously a lot of it is around either reduction of waste, right, uh, or in, increase in optimization or performance. And so the things that we commonly see in terms of, of just initial savings is around um, the first thing it's most visually obvious is storage and handling, right? So many customers have multiple products in multiple conditions. And just the, when we go out there, 
uh, it's only a matter of time before that product gets into equipment and it fails. We see it all the time. And then to, to highlight that, that's the chain of reaction to make them aware. You're talking about a single drum of oil that might be several hundred bucks and cost multi-million dollars in failure because just the way you've been handling it. You know? So we are constantly finding uh, value and, 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 like I said, all the aspects of the lubrication cradle-to-grave cycle. So in the storage and handling, in the application, in the product selection itself, you know, it, it, can we optimize the, the life of the oil, the performance of the oil? Uh, so it, it's funny because uh, my, my mentor always said, I can take lubricants from the turn of the century, right, and outperform, you know, the, uh, a, a person using the latest and greatest technology because I know how to use them, right? And that's a huge thing. And none of that's really changed. The technology is getting a little bit better. Products are getting better. But what you need to do to handle them and, and take care of them and get the most of them has always been the same. How do you deal with the continuity? It, there seems to be, just based off of what I've heard you say, that there's a lot of education that goes into it. And it's not just, you know, <laughs> oil and then you just put it into whatever. There's, there's a lot of education, a lot of, I mean, there's just a lot that goes into it. And if, if you train me, yep. and, and, and don't store it there, store it over there, this has a life expectancy, whatever it might be, whatever. The, and then I leave. I mean, it, it turns that whole program upside down quickly. Yeah, you know, and that's a, that's a great point that you said about training because you just said, oh, if you train me. Well, how did I train you? Yeah. Because this, this is what I also learned working with the operators and, uh, and, and maintenance personnel. If you're not telling them why they should be doing something and the value of it, they're not going to do it or they're going to forget about it or it's not going to stick, right? Brain science, you need to give context. You need to have it, you have to have it resonate. You know, they have to, yeah. have to feel it, right? So... So I found that when you're provi- providing training in that way, you have multiple people who may not be doing the activities, but they understand the value of it. So if that one person that leaves, the other people can fill in the spot or at least know that what the value of that action was, right? That's the thing we see. Uh, why are y'all doing it? We've always done it this way. <laughs> and that's a problem. People, oh, should, people well. should know why they're doing things and what value it's bringing. Do you ever come in contact, and, and, and this is also a conversation, is that um, proper lubrication of assets and how to do that properly? Like, it's not just, all right, go out there and lube yeah. it up, and yeah. that's it. And that's, that's, it's, it's far more than that as well, right? Yes, it is, because, we, we, you know, we, we will do what we call like a system check, where we'll go and follow the oil through the entire system, and we're looking at, you know, what is influencing the oil? You know, where is, the, where is it picking up energy and where is it dissipating energy and where does it have contact with components? And do you have the right uh, components in place? Do you have the right monitoring in place? It's funny because you go out there and uh, I, I'm always surprised to see the lack of, of just local indicators, right? Temperature, <laughs> pressure. Yeah. And then, and then the, even if they do have those things, I also uh, rarely see any type of guidelines about where it should be, right? So it's those little things to, it's not, we're not talking about major, like we're not going, to, oh, you need to completely remove this reservoir and add this or that. It's little, little things because 
most of the fundamental stuff is there, right? It was engineered. It was designed. But it's just a tiny little things like you know, how are you draining? How are you checking uh, this? How are you maintaining the temperature? Temperature is king for oil, right? Viscosity is highly dependent on temperature. So how are you maintaining your temperature in the system? And so many systems out there, either they don't have a, a way to maintain it or uh, they don't know how to, like, maintain it, right? So, yeah. No, I, I, I mean, you could pull on that thread all day long. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I would be just looking for some quick wins, some victories, yeah. uh, and, and, and at least begin to change that, that mindset because, again, we, we, let's just recognize what, you know, the elephant in the room. There's a lot of churn happening out yes. there. There's a lot of individuals that don't have that. Uh, that would like to learn but have not learned, whatever sure. it is. And, and so it, it, it's always there's the optimal level and then there's the real level. <laughs> and, and does Shelf, with your services, help provide some sort of continuity? It's like, hey, you're, you're, we've got the lube, lubricants that you're purchasing from yeah. us and so on and so forth. We're going to come in and we're just going to constantly sort of make sure that you get the most out of it. Yeah, absolutely. So when we uh, work with a customer, we go into a partnership. That's what it is. Yeah. Uh, We have to because if we are just dropping off oil, we are not doing our job. Right. Right. Like I said, that's that's only one aspect. (laughs) And so it it is in our benefit to get in there to help them run better. Uh, it's the approach that I think a lot of our technical people take is every piece of equipment is my equipment. And how do I want that equipment to run? You know, if I, I'm the owner of that equipment, so, you know, how can I get the most out of it? So uh, that's the approach. We go into a partnership. We do, we do regular reviews of the program. We prioritize the uh, opportunities in that program. Like I said, the oh. capacity of most customers, they can only handle one thing at a time. Oh, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so we, we, we are really active in that regards uh, to, to, like I said, continue that dialogue throughout the year. And then at the end of the year, we try to, you have to look back. You have to say what went well, what didn't go well, what did we accomplish? So that continuous improvement side is, is always there as well. When, when, let's say I enter into that partnership with Shell and we start down this lubrication road, and you look at it from a holistic perspective. And what can you sort of share with the listeners of the benefits of that asset life? What, 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 what are some sort of financial bottom line values? Yeah, yeah, so I have some, you know, obviously TCO, you know, we, can, we, can, we have a lot of documented value from either avoided failures, extension of performance, but I think one of my, uh, I guess, prouder kind of accomplishments was working with the refinery where we were able to tie uh, an increase, uh, a significant increase in MT, MTBR, mean time between repairs. Uh, I think they went up almost two years across the board Whoa, wow. as a result of the, of the active changes in their lubrication program. Yeah. No, Ed, now that's bottom line value. Yeah, it, it's huge. And, and the thing is, um, uh, that was, you know, uh, that MTBR across the fleet was a huge value, but we were also saving individual pieces of equipment. You know, those individual savings, you know, uh, add up quite significantly soon. So if just from the last question here, when, if if I just hear what you have to say, is it just as simple as, hi, let me, let me, let me call Shell and, and let's sort of begin this journey. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you can, um, Look on our website, find kind of your local shell yeah. uh, contact, yeah. 
And uh, yes, we, we were actively trying to uh, engage. We, we were trying to go into our uh, these customer sites you know, proactively and say, hey, let us bring you some value. But you know, they can always reach out to us, and we will be happy to help them. With that said, how do they get a hold of you? Well, they can get a hold of me. <laughs> I can be found uh, on LinkedIn and uh, 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 under my name, Kenneth Oquan. So uh, feel free to send me a message. And I like it. I like the simplicity. I like the I like the solution. I like the the problem solving, and, and it just seems like a a no brainer. Yeah, yeah, at least a no brainer. I don't know how <laughs> to add to it, man. All right, we're going to have all the contact information for Kenneth out on industrialtalk.com. So fear not, you'll be able to reach him with no problemo. All right, once again, we are broadcasting from the 30th annual uh, SMRP conference, full of problem solvers here. And if you're in the maintenance and reliability space, this is a must-attend event. You will not be disappointed. All right, we're going to wrap it up on the other side. Thank you very much for joining Industrial Talk. We will be right back. You're listening to the Industrial Talk Podcast Network. All right, Kenneth Oakwin is his name. Shell is the company. He is the learning advisor at Shell. And we were talking about the necessity to constantly, not just train, but train properly so that the information sinks in. Now, lubrication is such an important component to any reliability program, and doing it right is key. When you're talking to Kenneth and you're talking to others about lubrication, you you're quickly identify the fact that not all lubrication is the same. There's really specific types for specific applications. And again, it speaks of the necessity to educate. But not just to educate, also collaborate. you got to reach out to Kenneth and others to just get it done and get it done right because that could just create or, or remove a lot of headaches, which that's what we want to be able to do. As you can tell, it was at the 30th annual SMRP conference, and uh, you're in the maintenance and reliability space, you need to be there. So look for the uh, SMRP conference 30, uh, 31 years, right? And I think it's in uh, Orlando, so look out there. Go out to smrp.org and find out all that information because you need to be there. And you get great people like Kenneth and others that, that are really passionate about delivering solutions that can solve your or help you with your reliability challenges because you need to be around. You need to have that business that is resilient and at the center of that, reliability. Absolutely. All right. You know we're building a platform, a platform that is dedicated to industrial professionals. Participate. Be a part of it. Be a part of the community. Just go out to industrialtalk.com and just say, Scott, I want to be a part of it. Well, there you go. You just let me know. You need to be a part of it. You need to be a part of this expanding community. All right. Be bold, be brave. I say it all the time. Dare greatly. Hang out with Kenneth. And you're going you're gonna to just change the world. So we're going to have another great conversation coming from SMRP shortly. So stay tuned.